Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. It's The Golf Show with Brian Katrick. He's been the talk of the course today with his huge drives. You know, here's a guy. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. You heard the laughter of Chris Mascaro. So why do you love Liv so much? I reach across and slap him. We fired J.R. Ross. This court case doesn't matter. I didn't feel the need to acknowledge it. This guy can roll his rock. Big match coming up. I was going to be needing a caddy. What am I going to do? Why don't you try him a little left? And why don't you try back and up? Give me just a little room. Help me keep my head You have circled an area of interest. Oh, that's not right. Golf requires goofy pants and a fat ass. I'd be expecting a lawsuit. You know, you don't deserve any credit hitting the ball with that swing of yours. Try to hit one with my swing. I'm catching on the ball, right? Moving my head. I'm laying it off. Well, that too. I'm pronating. When you're not shooting me. I'm clearing too early. I'm clearing too late. My God, my swing fell my unfolded lawn chair. It looks like I'm a wreck. It's in the hole. Save me. This is a waste of everybody's time. Gunga, galunga. Hey there, everybody. Happy Sunday morning to you. It's the Golf Show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Special show for you this week as everybody's out of town, everybody's everywhere. So... J.R. Ross doing the uh, doing the senior club championship over at Dogwood. I am uh, I'm out of town doing PGA Tour Live for the BMW Championship. Chris Mascaro is out of town spending some time with his family. We're going to get the details on that in just a minute. And uh, Adam Crooks is all alone inside the studios at the Battery Atlanta. Sorry, Adam. <laughs> Sorry about that. There you go. That's uh, poor Adam Crooks. That's Chris Mascaro giggling on the other end, co-host of this program, host of the Next on the T podcast. Chris, uh, w- tell everybody where you are. What's going on with you? Yeah, I'm over in Hilton Head spending uh, a week now ahead, uh, uh, looking forward to a week here with the family. Got my, my three kids, my parents, my wife and I. We're excited to, to be here and get a little R&R. Got a wonderful house. Just a few steps from the beach, going over uh, in a couple of days to play Oyster Reef Golf Club with my father and my son, Reese Jones Design. Just had Reese on the podcast a few weeks ago, so excited to go check out that layout. So yeah, we're we're uh, we were relaxing in the pool, and and uh, you know it, it can't get any better oh, than what it is right now. That is fantastic. Three generations of mascaros. No right. generations of the Crooks family. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> poor guy can't even do anything about it. <laughs> so, Brutal. Adam, you deserve better. Brutal. Uh, but you're not going to get it, so too bad. Uh, our thanks to Cullen Madden for helping us put all this together also on uh, on what is a very busy week. We've got, uh, I mean, we got big time championship golf. We started with 50 players in the FedEx Cup points. We're cutting it down to 30 in FedEx Cup points at the BMW Championship. Only the top 30 advance to the Tour Championship here in Atlanta. Uh, 
that is coming up. Obviously, starts. you can get tickets. It starts tomorrow. Tourchampionship.com if you want to get tickets. Don't call us. Don't ask for us. No, we, we, got, <laughs> we don't have any tickets. Uh, so that's coming up. But uh, so you really got you got two battles going on, Chris, as you know, in Chicago, you get the battle to win the golf tournament, which is going to stake somebody up there near the top in FedEx Cup points. And then you have the other battle, which is to get in the top 30. And, and at times today on PGA or, or times in the third round, rather, on PGA Tour Live, we had. We had between those two battles of the 50 players, we probably had 15 guys that were legitimately either in or out by, you know, the the top 30 bubble. And you had another four or five guys that could all be number one in FedEx Cup points. And that's most of this golf tournament that was uh, nobody was in that position. Well, he's out or he's in, but he can't get to number one. It's been fascinating. What have you thought of the BMW championship so far? Yeah, and that, and that's the, the the neat thing about the playoff system, right? It it is the the idea of you want to get to East Lake with that two stroke lead and go from there, but you also want to get to East Lake just period, right? And I'm a, a big Jordan Speed fan, so you know I'm sort of hanging on here, right? He's currently projected 31, so he won't he won't be making the trip unless he has a good round tomorrow. So I'm I'm a really rooting hard, you know, for that thing to happen. Terrell Hatton, another guy hanging on for dear life, he's 29. So, yeah, it, that, that's the, the beauty of this playoff system is guys are jockeying. You know, you see the projections up and down. Who's going to be one? Who's going to be two? John Rahm not playing really well right now. Scotty Shuffler has got himself into the one position again. So it's going to be really, really interesting to see how this whole thing plays out and who ends up where. That's why this tournament and this playoff system, I think, is, is one of the best. Now, see, I completely agree with you. There's folks that don't like this. Uh, we've talked about the tour championship all of these years that it's been in Atlanta. And honestly, it's had the wrong name for a long time. You know, it never really was the tour championship. You never thought of the person that won it as the tour champion. We got four major championships. Uh, you got a player's championship. I think any of the players in the field, at least in the past, you would rather have won any of those five events than than this one it was really more of an all-star game now all of a sudden they've created the fedex cup this is the 17th year of of fedex cup competition by the way that's how that's how old we are it's just (laughs) flying by uh but it's become the hardest trophy in the game to win well what do you mean because it takes all season to win it and oh it's quirky it's gimmicky not really Uh, there isn't a sport that i can think of that does a better job of recognizing its regular season than golf does with this staggered start. Oh, it's the handicap. It's a net championship. All right, listen, listen, settle down over there. <laughs> it, a home. Oh, they give they give the Patriots a home field advantage. They gave them a bye week. All right, bye week in the NFL is nice, but at some point you still got to play. And you know, I mean, obviously in golf you still got to play. You don't get anything. I, I feel like a two-stroke lead with, with four rounds to play is better than a bye week in football. It's better than getting the worst seed remaining in any other playoff systems. It's way better than what's going on in the NCAA in March Madness. I mean, obviously we know that anybody can beat anything, anybody in one game. Uh, it is what it is. You're trying to be reflective of a regular season. You can't do it. But this is better than any other sport, Chris. Yeah, no, and, I, and I'm with you, Brian. I mean, 
to your point, when you think about Major League Baseball, if you didn't win the division and you got in on a wild card, what's the disadvantage? Well, you got a, you got a one-game play to get in. When you get in, now you get one less home game. Is that really a huge advantage once we get to October and November? Why not so much. You know, and to your point, in the NFL, you get a bye week, but you're not staked anything. You're not, you don't got a three nothing lead. So, you know, what did you get besides an extra week off? So I, you know, I like to think, I, I get everybody's complaint that it's hokey and all that sort of stuff, but I think it is a true advantage when you're trying to play for something. Now, obviously they're playing for $18 million, but when you're trying to play and make your way in and the, and the field continues to get pared down, to stake yourself to a, a two-stroke lead is a lot. Now we've seen we've seen Rory come back and and win a, uh, the the championship last year, but I like the idea that there's a lot on the line, that the field gets pared down, and you're trying to get that two-stroke lead. I think it means a lot to these guys. And to your point, is is the is the Tour Championship the sixth Beetle? Maybe, maybe it is. But it, it certainly means a lot to these guys at the end. It's not like they're you know they're just playing out the string and just trying to get home. These, these pairings and these tournaments, again, if you're 31st and you're Jordan Spieth, you got something to play for tomorrow. It's not just, you know, around. You're playing for a lot tomorrow to yeah. get on to get into East Lake, and I love that idea. Yeah, I completely agree. So uh, I, I don't even know that it was the sixth Beatle before or, or the fifth Beatle <laughs> or any of the Beatles. I don't think it was any of the Beatles because uh, you had, like I said, you had four majors. You had the players. You had World Golf Championship events. Uh, I mean, you know, all those that I think the players would have liked to have won more than this, but 17 years ago, this started to happen. They said it's the toughest trophy in sports. And as it turns out, we've learned that, you know, now Rory McIlroy's got three of them. That's something that yep. even Tiger doesn't have. Uh, yep. A couple of years ago, Brooks had two majors and yet Rory won the player of the year. The players vote on that. Rory right. was player of the year. His season was great. And it included a FedEx Cup. There were no majors. I think he had the players. He had a bunch of wins. But he had the FedEx Cup. What Brooks on his side of the ledger had two majors. And, and a major trumps things in my book, let alone two. I mean, that was hands down. Players disagreed. Players put more emphasis. The player That's who votes on player of the year. The players put the FedEx Cup champion in front of a guy that had two majors. That's all I needed to hear. I actually still don't agree with it, but that's all I needed to hear. That's how they feel about it, and they're the ones that do this for a living. Yeah, no, and I'm and I'm with you 100%. Look, if at the end of the day, would I rather have those two majors on my resume and on my mantle 100%? But this means a lot to a lot of guys. And look, if Rory was to come through, and again, he's, he's third, he's projected third. If Rory comes through and wins it again, I mean, you don't talk about staples on a guy's career. I mean, you put three of those things up on the mantle. You know, and now you're going to make it four? Yeah. Holy cow. All right, so uh, here's how it stands in the standings. All right, let's start with projected standings. Uh, it's not necessarily about the leaderboard in Memphis, by the way. Uh, the uh, Scotty Scheffler. Chicago. Uh, Chicago, right? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I've worked them both, to be honest with you. <laughs> I'm, I'm very confused right now. Uh, Scheffler and Fitzpatrick are tied for the lead of the golf tournament. What does that do to the standings? All right, well, if Scheffler wins, only one of them is going to get the 2,000 points for winning. But if Scheffler wins, he goes to number one. He jumps John Rahm. Based on where Rory is right now, and, and Rory's up top, but he's not at the top. He's only fifth. So if we started the, tur the Tour Championship tomorrow, uh, based on, or, you know, if we started it 
this afternoon based on where the leaderboard is. Scheffler would start the Tour Championship at 10 under par, which he did last year. Rom would start it at 8 under. I don't remember where he was last year. Rory would start at 6 under. There's there's nobody or sorry, Rory would start at 7 under. So there's nobody at 9. It's a two-shot lead for the leader. Uh, and then they kind of stagger it down. Last year, Rory started at four under. He was six shots back, but over the course of four rounds, he made it up. I think that's perfect. That's where we are. Lots of things can change. You talked about the other bubble. Okay, three guys projected in right now, three guys projected out. We still have 18 holes to play. Uh, You mentioned specifically Jordan Spieth. He started the week 27th, but he hasn't played good golf so far. So he is projected out. He's projected as the first person out at 31st. Well, the good news is a couple of things could really affect Jordan Spieth. Matt Fitzpatrick is up there getting a whole bunch of points. If Matt Fitzpatrick drops one shot, then then Spieth is probably going to get in. Brian Harmon uh, was already in. He doesn't really affect the uh, the projection. Uh, but Denny McCarthy is up there. Denny McCarthy's yep. taking a lot of points from Jordan Spieth. Justin Rose is up there taking a lot of points from Jordan Spieth. Uh, so so Spieth has got a couple ways in here. He could either earn his way in by just going out there and shooting 65 later today and just walking in, or one of those guys that started the week behind him that have pulled up in front of him, they only have to stumble a little bit, Chris. There's, I mean, one shot here, one shot there. Uh, for Matt Fitzpatrick, it's only one because he needs all the points he can get right now. If he, yep. misses, he misses one step. Then, then thirty one's going to get in, and he's going to fall out. Yeah, and that, and that's you know, like again, that's the beauty of this thing. So think about what that means coming down the stretch for these guys. I mean, Jordan's got to have the accelerator down. He can't afford to, to shoot seventy seventy one tomorrow. He's got to have the accelerator down the whole time. And they, obviously, because of where he is in the golf tournament, he's going to be out earlier than these guys. So he can't afford to, you know, scoreboard watch or anything along those lines. And he's got to go all out, which is fun golf to watch. You want to watch Jordan Spieth trying to, you know, hit, hitting his tee shots all over the place, playing miraculous shots, trying to make part, or birdies and eagles. He's got to go out there and do that sort of thing because he can't count on the fact that those guys are going to drop shots. He can hope for it, but he can't count on it. That's why I love where we're at with this thing. Now, look, you know, trying to – Eking your way in at 30 or 29 or 28 puts you way behind the eight ball. And I, you know, I can't imagine anyone making a run for the, for the, the tour champ to actually win the golf tournament, but getting in means a lot. So the idea that these guys are jockeying for a position, have to play hard, can't just mail in a last round when you're down towards the end of this leaderboard. That's what makes this fun. Yeah. And I want to say this, uh, the farthest you can start back next week at the tour championship is 10 shots back. Everybody in the field is at le- is no worse than 10 shots back. Who came in number one this week to Chicago? John Rahm. Where is he through three rounds? He's three over par. Where are the leaders? They're 11 under par. That's 14 shots. You only have to make up 10. John Rahm has lost 14 shots to the people that are winning this golf tournament right now. Happens to be Scheffler and Fitzpatrick, but it doesn't matter who it is. If the person that's leading in points, and Rom was leading in points, it's it's not hard to make up ten shots on somebody in over the course of a week. So I mean, the the leader always wins by you know beats somebody by ten shots, fifteen shots. I mean, if we're talking about people that made the cut. We're not talking about last place, but we're talking about guys that aren't hitting on all cylinders. If the wrong guy 
is the guy up top. I mean, if, if that was if that was Rom this week, he had a two shot lead over over one guy and a ten shot lead over a whole bunch of other guys, and he's currently thirteen behind. And again, Rory, Rory was right. six, six six shots back heading into the week. I forget what he was actually back heading into Sunday. Remember, we had the uh, we had that finish. We had to finish Saturday's round on Sunday morning, and Scheffler had a massive lead. And unfortunately, it came apart on uh, on right. Sunday, finishing that third round and getting into the into the final round. You know he's chomping at the bit to make it up. So I would disagree. Everybody in the field next week has a chance to win that golf tournament. It, it, it's not hard because you really you have to make up eight shots on everybody else. You got to make up ten on the leader. It's eight shots on everybody else, and over four rounds, that can definitely be done. Yeah, too, uh, and and I, you know, you're right, and I agree with that. I mean, the, the thing you know, with, with Scotty Scheffler, right? We're all worried about his putting. Obviously, putted like a lot better today, shoot 64. But you know, you get you go in, into a tournament with a cold putter, or you're just tired because you've gone through this playoff system, and it's and it's a grind, and it's mentally grinding. Who knows what can happen? Anything can happen. Again, we you've said a couple of times now how, how big of a, a deficit Rory made up, and we know. Rory can do it again. If Jordan Spieth could ever figure out his putter and get to, get to 2015 Jordan with the putter, I mean, he could get on a roll. Yeah. So it's out there to be had. You just got to, you just, you know, to me, you, those guys that are going to barely get in for the rest of the playoffs, however much, you know, they have left, whether it's one round or it's, or it's five rounds, you got to put the accelerator down. You can't be worried about what other people are doing. It can't be like a major where you're just trying to play conservatively to not lose, you've got to go all out, all five rounds of what's left. Yep, should be a whole lot of fun. Rory even uh, earlier this week didn't go to the range after the round. He was asked about that. They don't go to the range after every round, but he was asked about it. He, I think at the time he said, yeah, I've got seven rounds left to play this year, uh, or this season. I'm going to try to conserve my energy. He's got more golf than that left to play this year because there was Ryder Cup news. Uh, other cups, uh, before we let you go back to your vacation here, Chris, <laughs> Got to get your take on the Ryder Cup news. Uh, uh, Francesco, uh, Eduardo Molinari was one, already one of the uh, assistant captains for Luke Donald. You're playing the Ryder Cup for the first time at Marco Simone in Italy. Uh, you've got Eduardo Molinari, the former U.S. amateur champion, as one of your assistants. The last assistant on the European team was named, and they went double Molinari's. Francesco is coming in also. So Francesco, who went 5-0, and Two Ryder Cups ago in Paris is going to be a Ryder Cup assistant. He's going to be there. You got, you know, both of the active Italians uh, right there. I think that's a heck of a move from Luke Donald. Hundred percent. How can you play a Ryder Cup in Italy and not have the Molinari brothers? You you got to right? have. That's, you got to have them, right? Yep. You got to have uh, you got to have Guido Migliozzi on the team too, right? Yeah, yeah. you got to have that. You got to have Guido. Uh, if you can't, right? get, you're in Italy. What are you doing if you can't get Guido? Uh, right. I don't know that they're going to get there. They've only got three right now that have uh, checked the boxes: McElroy, Rom, and Hovland. Uh, they've got two lists. It's very complicated on the European side. We've been talking about the uh, the American side. Uh, Lucas Glover is the guy that that everybody's the hottest hand right now. How's Lucas doing? Well, he's four under par. He's tied for fifteenth this week in Chicago. That's fine. Uh, I don't think that hurts his chances. Here's how it works. Uh, as soon as the BMW Championship is over with, later this evening, the, the Ryder Cup points on the American side stop. 
And at that point, the top six on the American side will make this team. Scotty Scheffler's already on it. Wyndham Clark's already on it. Patrick Cantlay's done enough. He's going to be on it. Brian Harmon is fourth. He's going to be on it. Brooks Kepka is fifth. He actually might get bumped out because he's not getting any points. It's all based on money. He's not earning any money on the PGA Tour. Uh, Max Homa is sixth. All right, so if, if Max is playing very well also, by the way, so he may wind up bumping Brooks out. Uh, I think Brooks makes this team either way, but no matter what, and then Xander, by the way, is seventh. So if Xander doesn't play well enough, I think I even saw where Xander needed to be 15th or better to bump Brooks out. They're assuming that Homa's going to bump Brooks out. Uh, it's just not fair that Brooks doesn't get any money or points. I mean, his choice. No matter what, Chris, Brooks is going to be six or seven. The top six are going to make it. So that's who's on it. Scheffler, Clark, Patrick Cantlay, Brian, Harma, Brian Harmon, Max Homa, either Xander or Brooks. That's going to be your top six. Here's your next six, either Xander or Brooks. Jordan Spieth, Cam Young, Colin Morikawa, Keegan Bradley, and Sam Burns. Fowler is 12. Justin Thomas is 14. Denny McCarthy, who might win this golf tournament, is 15. Lucas Glover, hottest man in golf, 16. Who does Chris Mascaro pick? Yeah, so if I'm if I'm captain, and, and I've certainly been going over this for, for days now, I mean, it, it, if Xander is is in the top six, obviously that's it's moot. But if he's not, I'm I'm taking I'm taking Xander because he and Cantlay, I love those two together. They played together several times. Yeah, great. So I, yeah, you got to have him as part of the team. So look, Brooks, Max, and Xander, they're all in as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Now now it's just a question of who else is in. Look, do I, I you know I'm a huge Jordan Spieth fan. Do I want Jordan Spieth on that team? I do, and the reason why I want Jordan Spieth on that team is a his his experience playing in, in Ryder Cups and in President's Cups. And also, he's a wizard with a wedge in his hand. If I'm playing in, in foursomes or four ball, do I want Jordan Spieth out there somewhere, you know, saving my guys that have you know, hit it all over the planet? Of course I do. Yeah, he's never, so, out, of, he's never out of any hole. You can't ever count no. him out. Exactly. So I'm taking Jordan Spieth. Um, Keegan Bradley's won twice this year. I like Keegan. I think he's a good player. I think he's earned the right to get in there. I'm taking Keegan Bradley. Ricky Fowler has come back from, from nowhere. He was he even played well this week. So I like Ricky Fowler on that team. I probably I would probably pair he and Jordan together because I, I I guess I'm not getting Justin Thomas. And that's and that's where we're all sort of struggling, right? Do we do we have JT on the team or not? We've been talking about it for weeks. I love Justin Thomas. I love his fire. I love his experience. I just don't love the way he's playing lately. And it really scares me when you're starting to try different putters. That, that to me, is a sign that you're lost a little bit. So, that's to me, that's the struggle. Lucas Glover's in. Like, I know he's 16, but the guy is the hottest player on the planet right now. So, that's what you want. You want a guy that's hot right now. You know, we, we debated last week on the show about is he player of the year or not. I think he's player of the month. Yeah. I think he's player of the year. He's not player of the year. Uh, yeah, he's player of the month. And the month happens to be now. I mean, look, we're, we still got a long ways before the Ryder Cup. We got several weeks before the Ryder Cup. But if you're looking at the guy that's coming in with the hottest hand, well, it's Lucas Glover. So, and I'm taking him. So, th- those are my guys. Yeah. Sam Burns won the match play. He's 12th. I know. Uh, he had a great day in the third round. Shot the course record 62 at Olympia Fields. 
that might have kept him back on the team. Uh, not sure. He's, he's kind of faded since then. He beat Cam Young in the match play finals. Cam Young's in the top 20 in this event, so maybe Cam Young's bouncing back. Uh, it's going to be interesting. I wouldn't necessarily want to be Colin Morikawa right now. Ricky right. Fowler looks like he's going to be the odd man out. Uh, Justin Thomas doesn't look like he's going to make this team. Going to be fascinating. They have one more week. They won't make the picks till after East Lake. Chris, we've taken enough of your time. Great job <laughs> on vacation. Uh, we'll try to get back together again next week. How do you feel about that? I can't wait. Kid me. I mean, to end my vacation on Saturday and get to come back and, and uh, be a part of the show on Sunday. It's a great thing. Perfect. Chris Mascaro, it is the golf show. When we come back, we're going to hear from Mac Barnhart. He's going to tell a story that's connected to Lucas Glover, also connected to the Atlanta Braves. You'll hear that story next. It's the golf show on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. And now it's time for Who's Driving? Brought to you by Ray Judice. If you're facing DUI charges, you need a DUI lawyer who will step up to the T for you. Call Ray Cell at 404-964-4185 to schedule an appointment. All right, so it's not necessarily who's driving. We do this a lot. And a lot of folks would think this is who's driving. We're talking about a caddy situation on the PGA Tour champions. Fred Couples uh, making a caddy change. Now, here's the deal. Uh, caddies on PGA Tour champions don't actually get to drive the cart. Uh, players can ride in the cart. The caddies don't get to drive the cart. I think they can pull around something like that. It's every once in a while they can, but I, they really can't. So, so Fred Couples, who does he have caddy for him this week at the Shaw Charity Classic? Griffin Flesh. He is the son of Steve Flesh. Freddie and Griffin got together last year Griffin they won so Griffin's a kid that grew up watching Fred Couples play grew up on the PGA Tour uh, went to Xavier transferred over to Kentucky that's where Steve played Uh, but he's known Fred Couples Fred is you know like he's Uncle Freddie well they get together just for fun last year it works Fred's looking for a caddy this week let's try it again Fred Couples is uh, in the mix shot under par yesterday they're playing up in Canada Let's see, he's 5-under, the lead is 11-under. That's probably too far back. But it's going to be a good check for Griffin Flesh, and it's going to be more good karma. Tim Petrovic, the leader of the Shaw Charity Classic. That's Who's Driving, brought to you by Ray Judice. As we mentioned, uh, John and I, uh, John McGinnis and I uh, had a cool interview that we did on, on Sirius XM PGA Tour Radio. We, we get a chance to talk to a lot of great players, a lot of good figures in the game. I don't bring a ton of those interviews in here uh, because obviously we have great conversation in here, but here's one that I thought mattered. Uh, and I thought there was, obviously there's Georgia ties with Lucas Glover living down in sea Island. Uh, there are Atlanta ties because one of his cures, as you're about to find out his battles with anxiety and his cures with, uh, or his, his battles with the yips. And I hate to say that word, but Mac Barnhart's going to say it about nine times in this interview coming up. Uh, with a guy that helped Tyler Matzik out. You're going to hear that story because earlier this week, John McGinnis and I had a chance to chat with uh, Mac Barnhart. Here was that conversation. He is uh, an agent to the stars, friend of the program. It's Mac Barnhart. Mac, welcome to the program. How are you doing? I'm wonderful. Thanks so much for having me on, guys. Uh, thrilled to have you, Mac. Uh, you've been at this for a long time. Uh, you, you've you've oh, seen players... 
Yeah, you've seen you've seen slumps. You've seen people oh. fight back from things. Uh, this reclamation uh, story is about as good as any of them. Never seen anything like it, John. Never in my life. And but fully expected it from Lucas. I really did. Um, it just. I don't think people understand. No one will ever understand it. And I don't even want to try to get into, you know, the depths that this thing goes. And John, you played, and you know, um, it's not the money, it's not the fame, it's not anything. It's it's being at the best you can be at what you do. And and I've never seen anybody fight so hard, but I've I've never seen somebody go through so many things uh, as Lucas has gone through. And it's it's I mean, it's overwhelming and. You know, he's my friend and my client, and, you know, I couldn't be happier for him and everybody that's on his team. It's crazy. Rex Hoggard wrote a great story about this uh, last week and talked about it. Lucas is actually able to peg what he decided was rock bottom, 2016 Pebble yep. Beach, uh, out there on mm-hmm. the 15th green. And that sets in motion a, see, a series of events that, that leads him to this. Mac, take us on that journey. What, what, all, what all was Lucas going through, and, and what did he try? What, what started to work to get him here? Well, we've had, some, we've, had, we've had some moments of clarity in this thing. I mean, the bottom, guys, is the best. I mean, because then you'll throw all the – you know, all your preconceived notions of what you will and won't do. You'll just say, listen, i got to survive. What do I got to do? We had some – we had some brief moments of clarity with a guy named Ward Jarvis, who's done some great jobs on there with Brendan Todd and helped Lucas get through. But it's essentially guys, he was having anxiety attacks on the golf course. Um, and it's, you know, it's not something you control if anybody's ever had that, um, you know, and he won with this ailment um, and John Deere a few years ago. So it's, it, he's had some clarity, but let's face it. He's that good a ball striker. Okay, he's that he he hits it good enough to get away with not being able to make every. I think he missed 27 putts inside of three feet last year and finished 42nd in FedEx. So you got to be able to strike your golf ball. Um, so we've had some moments of clarity, but uh, a couple years ago when the Braves won the World Series and there was a guy named Tyler Matzik that had come back from throwing yips to win the World Series, um, and I heard a name of a guy named Jason Toon, who's a former Navy SEAL, and and it dawned on me, you know what? Um, I'll call him. So I called and talked to Jason for quite a while. What his thoughts on the yips are? I know I don't want to scare all the audience with saying the word yips, but um, and I talked to him maybe for a year before Lucas finally said, "No, I'll do it. Let me talk to him." Because we were we had nothing left to lose. Uh, the long putter, um, the talking to a Navy SEAL. It, we were, I mean, rock bottom. I mean, which sometimes is the best place to be. But um, and then it. it it struck. I mean, the combination of lab putters, Brad Faxon, Jason Bell, um, Jason uh, Kuhn, it wasn't just one thing, but it was a lot of things that clicked. And you add that with Lucas Tenacious, you know, his strength to hang on and keep trying, and it just happened. And I've never seen anything like it. I'm not, I'm going to lie to you. I've lost more clients to the yips probably than physical injury. Although you would never know it, because most people would never admit they have the yips, which is part of the problem. Um, it's not to be, it's not a mental weakness. It doesn't mean you're weak. It's quite the contrary. Well, what 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 were the commonalities? What what did you learn about the yips uh, that that actually applied to other sports? I had never heard of yips in another sport. 
um, particularly throwing hips. What did you learn uh, in your conversation with this with this uh, Navy SEAL? Well, the first thing I learned is a guy named, uh, you know, Ward Jarvis is a guy that overcame the stuttering, overcome stuttering, and he found out that stuttering is kind of like the yips, and that was the first thing we started learning about. So this wasn't, this wasn't a conscious thing. It wasn't a physical thing. You can't change the grips. Um, I think with what Jason, and again, I, you guys get him on here. He'll tell you more depth, and because he had the baseball throwing yips, and I think the yips in baseball are as prevalent as they are in golf. Although Jason did tell me after learning golf, being around golf, he says he thinks golf is a breeding ground for the yips. Um, but <laughs> he found out that it's not something that, you know, a lot of times you think your anxiety is what's causing the yips. But Jason convinced me that, no, <laughs> you get anxious after you know you're going to go stand on the mound and you can't hit the backstop. That's causing anxiety. So treating anxiety to get rid of the yips doesn't work which I think has always been the thing. You know, you heard the sports psychologist about, you know, breathing ex techniques and relaxing, and, and, and that's just not going to do it. That, that just doesn't fit. Um, and, I, and so I think it was if you approach it from the position saying it's not a weakness, it's not something that you physically can overcome, you can't rep your way through it. I think Jason said one time he threw, I don't know how many hundreds of baseballs, just trying to throw himself through the yips, and that didn't work. Um, quite the contrary, um, you know, through sniper school, I think is where he started developing the techniques he talks about in golf is that, you know, snipers start anticipating the explosion of the bullet. And so there's things you have to do not to do that. And I think that he incorporates all that into, you know, the golf shot. Um, but yeah, got, you know, there's other, you know, Ips is so prevalent in baseball. I think it's crazy. So, and again, I'm, I'm not really sure i'm kind of the gm of this thing i'm finding people to try to help my guys perform and that's what we do right and and then when they perform i become a really good agent i found out just like the caddy gets really good as well um so you know so as you know john i've always been more concerned about the performance of my clients than i have being able to sell them something because in this business unlike most you know these guys they're by themselves when they turn pro they don't have a. They leave a team atmosphere to turn pro, um, and it's a lot of isolation, a lot of time to think, a lot of time to go over what you're doing wrong, right, and everything else. So anyway, so the really the main thing with Lucas says is that Jason convinced him this is not a mental weakness. You know, he was a Navy SEAL, went through buds, and still had to throw in you. So he knew it wasn't a mental weakness, and I think that was the first thing that helped Lucas. So you didn't have to go out there with this. I don't want to say embarrassment, but somewhat embarrassing when you, you miss a putt, you know, from a foot. Um, and it's all in us, right? We all have it. And then, it, you know, and after this happened, guys, I've probably for the last few weeks have talked talk to, I can't tell you, teachers, players that I don't represent, juniors, parents, really successful businessmen. These people are all calling going, all right, I got the ifs. <laughs> and so – it's really amazing, and I, as I said last night to somebody, you know, this may give hope to people. I mean, this is the story of maybe being able to overcome the yips. And, I, you know, I know how many people have got chipping yips, driving yips, putting yips that would never admit it. They're changing shafts, clubs, putters. And, look, this is a great game to enjoy, but it's hard when you can't perform, you know, when you have these involuntary reactions with your muscles. So – 
I don't know. And again, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, we fixed it. I promise you that. We don't know. I mean, we're rolling now, but, you know, there's probably more to learn. Well, that's, that was my next question. Mac Barnhart, our guest, he is the agent for Lucas Glover, hottest player in golf right now, just keeps winning. Uh, so the question, that, that's it. Do, do you get to declare victory on this? And, and obviously you just said no. How long did it take from start to get to where you are right now? With Lucas, um, I mean, it happened pretty quick, guys. Uh, somewhere toward the middle end of May is when I think all the changes started happening. He started working with Jason, lab putters, um, built him a putter, shifted in. Uh, as you, you probably heard, he went in his garage. He learned on his own um, how to use it. You know, he doesn't know that, you know, it wasn't like we don't want the specs. We won't just lie lost. We just said, send the one that Adam Scott's using. We'll just figure it out. You know, <laughs> so we don't, we don't know the specs. <laughs> we, you know, we don't know anything about this thing. We just know it works. Um, and, and, and it was just, again, I think when you've got nothing to lose, you know, um, it, it was just whatever, try whatever you have to try. And so, it happened, I mean, somewhere at the beginning of June, I remember things starting to start to happen. You, he had a different sound in his voice. He, I saw him walk different. He started looking different. And I, and I, and I, 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 I texted my people in my company. I said, guys, Todd's starting to come in. I can feel the Todd coming in his kit. And it was a, you could just tell in his voice. And then he missed that little bitty putt in the U.S. Open qualifier to miss that. People are going, well, here we go again. And he didn't have that idea about it. It was just he missed the putt. He had a bad stroke. He didn't yip it. He just hit a bad stroke. And I think that's the big thing. Now when he misses a putt, you know, it's it's a missed putt. It's not a yip. And it doesn't require any consciousness of moving on. He just moves on from it. Um, so, yeah, first of June till now. Really was. I think he went out and he finished, what, fourth, sixth, fifth, missed a cut, win-win. Yeah, that's a that's a big change. <laughs> That's a good <laughs> hey, I mean, we filled out a Ryder Cup questionnaire. Now, now you told me we were going to be doing that. I'm not saying he's getting picked, but they do that for anybody that might get picked. But if you'd have told me we've been doing that, I'd have called you crazy. Yeah, I said they'd already had the uh, the fittings for the uniform. They didn't have his inseam. Uh, they they need it now. I don't. I, uh, I don't think they measured him at the memorial or whenever they do that. Nope, I don't think so. <laughs> what, uh, what was the conversation with him like Sunday night uh, after Wyndham when he won the golf tournament? Uh, didn't have to win that golf tournament. That was a, cl- a crowded leaderboard, and, and he held them all off. Well, Wyndham or Memphis? Because it's uh, kind Wyndham. of a little different. Memphis, yeah. Um, you know, we had a – we had a long walk between when they do all that stuff on the greens and then to the media center. And we got some time to walk and talk about it. And, you know, it's, it's overwhelming to both of us. I, you know, I told him, I said, we're going to have to do this every Sunday. And we talked about the plans that we've really messed up for both of us. Cause you know, I was going somewhere and he was going somewhere. And now, you know, here we are. I know I'm going to be in Atlanta next week and he knows he's going to have to be in Atlanta next week. What a wonderful thing to know. Obviously. Um, and we just, you know, it's just, it was just, it's almost like I say, it's not something that he didn't think he could do, but we're both overwhelmed. I mean, to beat, I mean, look, John, you've seen this, right? He hit it as bad Sunday as I've ever seen him hit it in the cop. I think he hit nine greens. 
And this is a guy that I think he's, what, seventh in driving accuracy. He's 10th in greens and regulation on tour. I think he's first in proximity to the hole. This is a ball-striking machine. And he hit as bad as he could, and he still won. And that's what blows me away. People are talking about everything about this guy. You know, can he play the Ryder Cup course? I said, what course does not hitting it like that? And now all of a sudden, instead of being 180 in putting, I think he was fourth in putting. You can't let Lucas Glover be fourth in putting any ever because he will destroy you. And then, you know, he hit it bad on Sunday, and people were like, you know, well, see, he's not hitting it good. I'm like, you know, he was tired. He was obviously worn out. It was hot as crap. Um, and he didn't wear a glove. And I'm not, you know, I'm not going to make excuses for him, but I don't think he could hold on to the club as well as he could in normal situations. I mean, he's sweating. Um, and obviously there's a lot of stuff making fun of that. But, you know, I also, you know, our trainer, Kobe 2A, says, hey, that other kid's not sweating. That means he's out of water. So being hydrated is more important than not sweating. And Lucas had a bunch of hydration in him. So, you know, it doesn't look great. But, I mean, you know, while they don't let him wear shorts, I don't know. But, you know, it, it was hot. But I could say he won a golf tournament against the best players in the world. I mean, I didn't like – I mean, when he's standing there, and I was like, can't leave, there's speed. There's McElroy, gosh, there's Hovland, there's Bleetwood. I'm like, oh, my God. I mean, it's like a pack of wolves coming after this guy, and he's not hitting it good. But you know what? That putter can, boy, it can. It makes you look good in a hurry, doesn't it? And I'd have never dreamt he could have won a golf tournament hitting nine greens. Yeah, it's just not a conversation we thought we'd be having about this guy, but it's working, and, and it's an awesome story, Mac. Uh, so glad that you got in touch with Jason Kuhn. So glad that you got in touch with us and came to tell the story. Man, we really appreciate you coming on the show with us. Thank you so much. And and best yeah. of luck well, moving forward because it doesn't seem like this train's stopping. Let's hope not, but I appreciate you doing it. And I'm, you know, I'm a small cog in this wheel, so, but I appreciate Bill tell you about it. He's a, Lucas is a good man. He deserves this. Yes, he does. That's Mac Barnhart, and we certainly appreciate his time. Uh, Thanks to the folks at SiriusXM PGA Tour Radio. John McGinnis and I do a show called Katrick and McGinnis on Tap every weekday when there's no golf. Sometimes we don't, but most of the time we do. And we have a blast in Mac Barnhart. Tremendous. And, and how about the Atlanta Braves ties? We got ties, uh, Atlanta ties, Georgia ties all over the golf news this week. We'll get to some more of that when we come back. You're listening to The Golf Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Before you hit the links, start your morning with The Golf Show, presented by Cliggy's Carts and PlayTheGolfIsland.com. Now back to Brian Katrick on Atlanta's Golf Station. Welcome back. It's The Golf Show on The Fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Brian Katrick, the whole cast of characters, although JR's out, Chris is out, and it's just uh, just poor Adam Crooks on the other side of the glass, all by himself. <laughs> Sorry, Adam. All right, we don't have a lot of time left to get to a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, first and foremost, a couple of things locally. The Berkeley Cup is coming up. Registration is closing soon. The Berkeley Cup is at Berkeley Hills. It's in October. It's a mid-am and senior event theberkeleycup.com is the website. We're going to talk about this, but I wanted to get that out there because uh, I don't want you to miss the deadline for registration. Uh, meanwhile, this past Monday over at Pine Tree, the Gene Siller Red Pants Memorial Golf Tournament was held, and the folks at Pine Tree just, I mean, they just do a fantastic job. Gene Siller, we, we miss him every day. 
his wife Ashley, uh, just a an absolute rock star. A uh, ton of money was raised thanks to Scott Geary and all the folks from the Georgia PGA. But there's a couple of folks that I think need to be thanked uh, as well. That that just I mean their their work is unbelievable. Tyler Johnson's the uh, the director of golf, head professional there. Uh, he came in after we lost Gene, and uh, Tyler's just so upbeat and has tremendous leadership skills. It just I just love that guy. Uh, and, and we really just couldn't run the golf tournament, wouldn't run the golf tournament. It just wouldn't be a success. I'll tell you what Rob Waters has done. Rob Waters is the Cleveland Strixon rep. We're lucky enough to have him here in Atlanta. But after the shock of a couple of years ago when we lost Gene, Rob Waters just called everybody on the PGA Tour. He, he told them what happened. They would all knew. He's, he, he just said, look, I don't ask for anything, but I, this is what we're going to do. We're going to try to raise some money. And – Everybody gave something, and it was because of his relationship with them. Uh, they were touched by the story, but if Rob Waters didn't ask, we wouldn't have had anything to auction off. Uh, just a lot of other folks gave, and I don't mean to short change anybody, but the preponderance of it, I mean, what Rob Waters did was we'll never be able to properly thank him. And then Diane McPherson organized it all, and, I mean, she is – in charge without Diane and we're talking about Diane and Rob doing this just because they wanted to help and we would have been directionless without them so thanks to them and everybody that participated in Gene Siller Memorial Red Pants uh, event at Berkeley Hills U.S. Amateur Golf U.S. Amateur Final is is going to come down to two guys that have Georgia ties Nick Dunlap is uh, is taking on Neil Shipley. All right, Nick Dunlap won the uh, U.S. Junior a couple years ago. You know where he qualified for the U.S. Junior? He qualified at Dogwood. Yes, that's Nick Dunlap, uh, and he is going to take on Neil Shipley. Neil Shipley plays at Ohio State. He plays for Jay Mosley. Jay Mosley used to be the coach, or used to be the coach at Kennesaw State. One of his star players was Jimmy Beck. Jimmy Beck is now one of his assistants at Ohio State. Jimmy Beck was actually caddying for Neil Shipley. But Jimmy's expecting a child, and they've got a baby shower, so uh, so Jimmy Beck is not able to caddy for Neil over the weekend. But that's your U.S. Amateur final. Both winners, well, the winner is the U.S. Amateur champion, but both guys playing later today at Cherry Hills are going to play in the Masters. That's just tremendous. Uh, all right, all right. Thanks again to uh, to John McGinnis, Mac Barnhart. That was a it was a real cool interview. Again, we we thank the folks at SiriusXM for for letting us run that. We don't bring a lot of that stuff in there. We, we talk to Tiger, we bring it in. And now we talk to Tiger or Mac Barnhart, we bring it in. Uh, thanks again to uh, Cullen Madden for help putting this together. Uh, Chris Mascaro for taking some time away from his uh, his vacation. And, of course, uh, Adam Crooks, we appreciate your help. We'll see you next week from the Tour Championship. It's the Golf Show on the Fan 680 and 93.7 FM. Support for Extra 106.3 comes from Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy, celebrating their 35th anniversary and offering gift cards in-store and online. You can discover Mother's Day and anniversary presents online at Natural Body Spa and Skin Remedy at naturalbody.com. Spring is here and baseball is back. You can't forget the derby. I love the hats. 
Do you have yours yet? My hat? I treated myself to a whole outfit. If you want to be able to treat yourself, then you should check out the Nest Savings Account at LGE Community Credit Union, where they want you to reach your savings goals faster. Take it from a pair of 680 The Fan wives. Head to lgeccu.org to find out what makes their team number one in Georgia. Hey, sandwich lovers. Today is your lucky day. There's a whole new way to roll for lunch or dinner delight with Nucky's Hoagies in the Roswell Corners Shopping Center. Now open. Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell is family owned and operated by the subsisters, Stacy and Shannon, whose love language is food and Nucky's Hoagies, their passion. When you bite into a Nucky's Hoagie, you'll taste the difference. The softest hoagie rolls ever, along with hunger-quenching sandwich combinations. Make Nucky's Hoagies in Roswell on Woodstock Road your new favorite spot for lunch or dinner. 